Hey, everybody, welcome back to Off the Couch on the Blister Podcast Network. I'm Jonathan Ellsworth, and you can check out everything we're doing and reviewing over at blisterreview.com. And once again, we want to make sure that everyone is up to date regarding the different types of camping available here in our home of the Gunnison Valley of Colorado and where those different types of camping are permitted. So we've included a link to an article in the show notes of this episode that details all of that. So check out that article so that we can all keep doing our part to be good stewards of the areas around Gunnison and Crested Butte. Okay, today we have Ian Sharman back on the podcast, and it's about time since we last had Ian on Off the Couch almost exactly two years ago on episode number 12. But this time around, for better or for worse, we invited our very good mutual friend, Dana Krakaw, to join us. So now, if you aren't already aware of Ian's running accomplishments, then we'd encourage you to check out episode number 12 of Off the Couch, or go read Ian's Wikipedia page, which hopefully real soon, Dana and I will have figured out how to add a bunch of false information there. Don't tell Ian. Anyway, in this episode, I admit we get a little loose. So if you dislike fun and jokes and jokes about murder, like multiple jokes about murder, then this might not be the episode for you. But if you want to hear about all mountain roller skates and pacers and deer costumes and hear from former Beer Mile champions, then this is definitely the episode for you. And we hope you enjoy it because we sure did. And so let's go ahead and get to this Off the Rails episode of Off the Couch that took place last evening in Blister headquarters, and it did admittedly go well past Dana's bedtime. So Dana, apologies for that, and here we go. All right, well, I am here in Blister headquarters with Ian Sharman. Ian, one, welcome to Crested Butte. Welcome to Blister Headquarters, and welcome back to Off the Couch. Thank you. Great to be here, and particularly Crested Butte, nice place. It's all because of Dana. She's the one that, that told me it's a good place, and so otherwise I might never have uh, had a chance to visit it. Ian, I was going to kind of not bring up the fact that Dana <laughs> that was... We have another person <laughs> yeah, in the room. <laughs> so I think you just kind of blew it for us. We could have kept her quiet for like an hour. <laughs> I wanted to see how long that would last, but all right, cat's out of the bag. I reached my quota. Um, we are also delighted to have with us today Dana Krakaw. Did I? Did you did I, it. I did it good? You did it. Dana, time out of time. Dana Ray Krakaw. Um, yeah, Dana is here. Dana is a very good friend of mine. Pretty damn serious runner, I would say. What do you, what would, how would you describe She's her? very serious. She's, like, what was it, 15th at UTMB? That's pretty good. She did 100K on Saturday, and she did a big mountain run with me on Monday. That's crazy. I couldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I could and, and do frequently. <laughs> but With Dana? No, no. no I don't. Okay. She would slow me down too yeah, much. Enough, on, yeah. the, on the Yeah, like, he's too fast. Yeah. Um, Dana, welcome. It's, I, it has definitely been too long. The fact that this is the first time you've appeared on any Blister podcast is kind of crazy, 
But depending how this goes today, I mean, probably your first and last appearance, but, but, or you just take over this thing. It really could go a whole number of ways. Yeah, I put in my two weeks at my job thinking <laughs> I was going to take over the Blister podcast series. So, I'm ready. She's ready. At some point, because of the high altitude, it's hard to breathe here. If I start laughing and like going into a coughing fit, <laughs> it's, it's not COVID. He has the Delta. Oh, no. Let's. So he knew, he got vaccinated, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay, let's start. Let's start. First of all, I'm just going to apologize for this episode right now. <laughs> Secondly, Dana would very much like you all to get vaccinated if you haven't already. Yes. I think we can all support this. Thank you. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Everyone, please. We're please. all on team team backs. Team backs. Okay. Um, there's actually a reason why we have both of you. I mean, the first time Ian, you were on off the couch, there was no Dana because I didn't yet she know. She wasn't even born then. <laughs> Ian, that's definitely not true. <laughs> that would be really weird. Ian. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I learned after the fact of this like running relationship that you, you know, in addition to a friendship, but let's focus on like the running part. And this is like the, Dana, why are you making such a weird face right now? Because I want to just highlight that you learned that Ian and I knew each other from my sassy comments on his Instagram. Is that right? Yeah. You sent me a picture of what I said. (laughs) I've had people defend me from her comments because they don't realize that I know her and they think it's just some random person being really rude. I just troll every single post. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you shouldn't say that to him. He he didn't mean it that way. He'll post some like pretty picture and I just write, I've seen a lot better. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Like I said. Or like a a massive training run. He's like, you need to start training properly. Yeah. For the Leadville. That's nothing. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to be out there all night. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Again, I already apologized, so I'm not <laughs> going to keep apologizing to those of you listening to this. Um, okay. But this is kind of fun because, as we just alluded to, Dana has been doing some pacing for you. <clears throat> and I, like I said, I, this is the first time we've ever had like a, a pacer duo what does one call this pacer duo pacer tandem pacer I, well the weird thing is i only actually ever see dana around leadville because she's never been to oregon near me at least she's you've only been to oregon but not where i am in ben like what's a dig but yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's been invited but she, she has is that right yeah. apparently i'm a bad friend and i don't go there <laughs> <laughs> so i only ever see her when i come out here and i haven't been out to leadville for four years so it's just five years in a row the first time i met her was just before leadville because we were both um clearing the course for the Telluride mountain run. And so I was volunteering, she was volunteering and we were helping each other do that as a pair. So I had a, like a day getting to know each other there. And then she lived in Leadville at the time yeah. and I was heading there the next week. And I don't think she expected me to like, she thought I was like a back of the pack guy, just random person doing it and had no idea that I was maybe hoping to win. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah, definitely. I gave him, he asked me for tips on Leadville, but I would like to make this publicly known that Prior to that, Ian, I thought you might be mid to backpack because you told me you had a hard time not hitting cars on a bicycle because you were so drunk. Well, it had wow. just been a 40th <laughs> birthday party in Durango, which is where I was starting off for, for altitude acclimation. And um, it was a bike pub crawl. And I'm a Brit originally and still half of me. I'm American right. as well now. So okay. um, pub crawls are dangerous for us. Mm-hmm. We, we can't say no at any point <laughs> until everything closes. 
And so, yeah, I couldn't ride the bike straight after that at 2 a.m. Given what you've just said, I am slightly offended that you are not joining Dana and me in <laughs> in have, enjoying an adult beverage right well, it's now. Because one quickly becomes more than one, you see. Ah. And I'm close to the race now. Yeah. So this is this is how you know this guy. He's not a back of the pack guy. This guy's. Well, I didn't know that then. So I was like, you know, you're probably going to need your pacer to like clear people out because you're going to be like back there. And... Did she really say that? <laughs> yeah. I don't remember the, the exact I information. It was more like just course knowledge and stuff because I'd never been there. I remember it being no. like your pacer is going to need to clear people like as you go up Winfield. And then I went home and I was like, oh, Ian might need to like use our shower. He's worried about Leadville. And Gavin at the time was like, you gave him tips? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, Ian. What what year was this? 2013. So okay. it was in the middle of doing the Grand Slam of Ultra Running. So it was the third hundred miler in six weeks at that point, with one left after. So I was pretty tired as well, but it I'd never raced actually I had raced at higher altitude, but I'd never done a hundred miler at high altitude like Leadville. So I didn't know how it was gonna go. How'd it go? Kind of perfectly. Yeah. Just Got a, one of my, my faster tips. times. She, yeah, but you weren't pacing that time. So yeah, I was running. But then Dana paced all the other time. So I came back for the next four years. And because I knew Dana then and because she was local, uh, I you know stayed in touch. And uh, she paced me every time. Every time. Mm-hmm. Look at that. Yeah. But that's the only time I ever see her. So we have... We chat to each other occasionally, you know, a little bit and don't like each then other that much. Aside but, from when she's yeah. trolling you. Yeah. We, we have we have conversations on, on yeah, Instagram posts or something. Her Instagram is private, I believe. So no one can see anything on that. It bugs Ian. Well, huh. she was trying to be a pro athlete and get some sponsorships. And like, you can't have private Instagram. Mm. Like they kind of want 20. you to be able to put stuff out there. But um, yeah, so I, I literally haven't seen Dana apart from in Colorado. Yeah. Maybe we should go to Ben's sometime. Apparently, I got that dig. I picked right? up on that tension. <laughs> did we? Place. Did you and I talk about Super Burrito in Bend on our possibly? Fl- it's it's good. It's, I don't go there much, but it is nice. I love Super Burrito. Yeah. It, it is a good burrito, but there's a lot of good restaurants there because you... it's, it's a big, it's reasonably big place now, like hundred thousand yeah. people. How many? About over a hundred thousand. <clears throat> like similar to CB. If we're going for a burrito. <laughs> If we're going for a burrito, though, mm-hmm. and it's not super burrito, or if that's not even your first choice, what's your first choice in Bend? Good question. I normally would get tacos. <clears throat> so there's a million places I get tacos. I don't normally get a burrito unless I'm traveling, weirdly. I don't know why that is. just is. just easier to eat easier when to traveling. Easier to eat and drive? Or you just actually easier to get to go if you're not sitting in a restaurant. That's probably why. But I never realized that until I just said that. What's that? He had a Tia burrito two days ago. I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm glad we covered that and got that out of the way. I'm, I'm starting with the most pressing questions. Um, <laughs> okay. So this gives us a bit of background on the whole pacer thing. Um, let's stay on this topic for a minute. Leadville, we are recording this on August 11th. Again, showing he's not some back-of-the-pack guy. This dude's already out here at, al- at altitude, right? So, talk to me a little bit. You're feeling good this year? You're coming in feeling healthy, good? Yeah, I mean, every other year I had Western States before, so I had yeah. a 100-miler in June. This is the first time I didn't. 
try, try not to knock everything over there, Dana. Right. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Dana just murdered the microphone. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm, I try to come out about two weeks in advance normally. So um, at this point, I actually feel better because I haven't had to recover from doing 100 miler. Mm. So all the training's gone about as perfectly as I could hope for. So that's a pretty good sign. Now, I'll have 17 days at altitude in total. So I've got another 10 till race day. Yeah. So that's that's all stuff that I've learned over the years, what works for me, try to pick up on the science of things as well. And I'm a coach, so I've got loads of people I'm coaching who are going to be at Leadville and giving them the best tips of what will make a difference, what won't, that kind of thing. The kind of things that if I said to Dana, she would totally ignore it and just do her own thing anyway. True. <laughs> just out of stubbornness? or yeah, in fact, I should tell her really good advice and she'll purposely do bad things in the race. Just to Are you serious? I, I wouldn't be surprised. That's not true. I, I absolutely respect his opinion. Like last week, I texted him, I'm desperate and I need your opinion. <laughs> what was that even about? Right. Which race should I do? And I did the opposite oh, yeah. of what you said. Uh, see? <laughs> well, because the option but I, I told you wasn't actually possible. Yeah. <clears throat> I do. I totally respect Ian's opinion and his coaching. I'm just uncoachable. Not that I coach you. Yeah, I'm just uncoachable. <laughs> just uncoachable. Like, I don't follow rules. Like, that's not fun. Huh. This is similar to my wife. Like, she, she's not any into running the same way. She does a little bit. But there's no way I could coach her. She would ignore everything and then blame me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a tough spot. <laughs> well, it just um, means I won't coach her. It's easy. Yeah. And she's not going to be listening to this because I'm not going to let her know about this podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's probably fair and smart. Um. Okay, so at this point, we learned that from the first Sledville race, Dana tried to offer some pro tips because she was worried about you, you know, bringing up the rear. Then a little more information comes through, and then she's like, oh, okay, uh, he's, he's probably going to be all right. How many times have you now, will, what number run at Leadville will this be for you? So this is six. So I did number five six. in a row. I was meant to do 2018, but I had a fall and I caused some spinal damage around yeah. my neck. So I was pretty much incapacitated for three months. And that, that happened two weeks before I was meant to leave. So I was in good shape, done all the training, had everything booked in Leadville. And then two weeks out, I had to cancel it. And then 2019, I was meant to do UTMB and I got an Achilles issue. And then 2020's pandemic and I was meant to be running then. So it's been a big gap. Like I, I want to be here as much as I can because I love Leadville. Mm. But... Um, Weirdly, it's four years since I last did. Hmm. Four years. Are you, are you trying to work out if that's true, Dana? I was like, is, yeah, that, is, that, is that three years or four? <sighs> 2017 to 2021. I thought we did 2017. Okay. Yeah, that's four years ago. You ran 2017? Yeah. Okay, so it was 2018, 2019, and 2020 that you haven't run. She literally counted yes. that on her fingers. <laughs> so three. I, I missed three races, but that, that so was three. four years ago that three. I was last here. Hmm. Three races. Yeah. I think he fell in his kitchen, too. I just want everyone <laughs> to know that it wasn't like some traumatic No, no, I was, I was kicking a puppy toy <laughs> and slipped. We like, talked about I was this. wearing socks and, yeah, slipped. Yeah. Just putting that out there. So you've Fully really healed now. It, really, it just took three months of extreme pain and then I, I couldn't even walk like quarter of a mile until two months after it huh hugely annoying and painful but like, it goes from that kind of like everyone who gets injured for a race of thinking oh maybe i can still do it you know mm -hmm. i'll just get out there and see how i feel to a few hours later no let's go to the er and then just make the pain go away i don't care about the race got it so not fun all right we're gonna 
peel off of Leadville for a second. The other day, Ian, you posted a couple photos on social. I didn't notice any trolly remarks from Dana yet. Maybe I just maybe I saw the post too soon. She hasn't done all of them, just occasionally. Well, just that's occasionally. because I'm in them. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Great photo, Ian. These are the best ever. <laughs> no, but I, this is a... <laughs> you really stepped your game up, Ian. <laughs> that no. last one that had a mountain and you in, that was bad. Oh, wow. That, yeah. that just makes Third it photo with yeah. you, ugly. Other one's beautiful. <laughs> wow. Um, the post, the caption on the post said uh, that you were out on a hike. Now, this is what I want to get to. Was this a hike or was this a run? It was everything uphill was hiking. And then a little bit of the downhill was jogging. But it was, what, 14 miles, maybe ran two, three. So I'd call that a hike. Yeah, for sure. Okay. In terms of just setting definitions, how much running has to be involved for a hike to become a run? I'd say it's more whether you try to run the bits whenever you can. Like if I'm mainly trying to hike, but I'll just run some easy bits, I'd call that a hike. If I'm trying to run wherever it's possible to run, I'd call that a run. What do you think of that definition? I think... I can, I can see some I see some validity in what he's saying. <laughs> Are um, you just being difficult right yeah, now? Yeah, I'm just disagreeing to disagree. No, um... I would say that what makes it a hike maybe is just like more of like slow footing and, and the inability to run what we did. Yeah, it was super technical stuff. Yeah. Was but it? if you were trying to mm-hmm. run it, you could do it quicker and you, run yeah. little bits here and there. We could, run, we could have run more. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, even if we ran more, I would still see it kind of as like a hike. Yeah. Yeah. But then you could, you could run the downhills like hard. And oh, then, I'm and you sorry. wouldn't do that on a hike. <laughs> She did 100K, so no, we, we were yeah, likely we, backing we, off. You know, didn't yeah, we didn't run the downhills hard. You did not run the downhills hard the other day? No. Because it was technical or because... No, no, not, every, not I think I heard because it was my fault. Did you no, really? Yeah. Did we, did we, did <laughs> we do that? I just got to Wait, altitude, Ian, so I don't want to Can you confirm hard. or deny, Ian? <laughs> Ian <laughs> might have run more of it if, if you'd have been running more, yeah. <laughs> but barely anything. See, here's where I really want to... This is where I'm getting to. I could have gone with you guys on this. I'm good at walking. Yeah. I can walk, you you know, but like, if you're like, hey, we're going on a hike, I'm in. If Mm -hmm. you two were like, hey, Jonathan, you want to come on a run with us? Suddenly it's like, ah, meetings. I got meetings. (laughs) I'll tell you an example here. So this morning I went up Mount Crested Butte. And that for me is hiking almost every step uphill. It's too too steep, too yeah. high up. Uh, I can't run that. But then I run downhill at like a six thirty pace, which is not hard hard, but it's not just jogging yeah. as well. So I call that a run because I was trying to hike fast and run the bits where I could. Agree. I mean, I think that also the footing is so much easier, and eighty yeah. percent of that is runnable. So that makes it. What a, are we talking about? Eighty percent of what is now Crested Butte? Yeah. 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 So I would say more than that. I mean, it's only just the top. Bit yeah, it's only the top like little section that you can't really. But a lot of other people would run every step until yeah. they maybe got the yeah. technical bit, which I can't do. I'm a very good hiker, but I'm not a good uphill runner. 
which is why I like Leadville because it's high altitude. So all the people who can run that stuff are forced to slow down a bit because uh, they can't breathe properly. Got it. You're like, not, I like the races yeah. where people can't breathe properly. <laughs> I like it no, when I, other I, people I probably, suffer. Yeah. <laughs> I probably hike 25 miles at Leadville out of 100, but that's a run. Yeah. Because you run the running Because I run where I can. Because yeah. that's yeah. 75% running. Yeah. Show off. Nah. Show off. I know I'm smarter Did than you guys, but it's okay. <laughs> this has actually turned into the tone of every single conversation we actually ever have. So that's either very good for the sake of like, it's not cinema verite, I guess, audio verite, or it's a real bummer for people at this point. But see, this is the kind of banter that's useful from a pacer. <clears throat> it, it depends annoying, on the person. Uh, stubborn, no, not, annoying, just, kind of ill-informed. Is just, that? But not, not just being sycophantic. Some will just say. You're oh, you great. look great. You're awesome. Keep it up. Yeah. D don't worry about that. Or, you know, yeah. and that gets annoying after a while for, I think, most people. But for others, it can, at the right time, that can definitely help. But it, you just want someone who can just kind of chat and take your mind off it a bit. Hmm. So Dane is very good at that. Hmm. A useful distraction. And a useful <laughs> distraction. Perfect. That sounds a bit dodgier than, <laughs> than it's meant to. <laughs> Amy's not listening to us. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all, it's fine then. <laughs> um, okay. So when you're talking about today, you, and by the way, you went up, you've been up Mount CB a couple times now. Yeah. I got here on Sunday night, did it then and Wednesday again this morning. And then Monday I had a, the run hike, hike run with Dana. Okay. So basically when you're not watching TV, you're pretty much just hiking up Mount Crested Butte. Kind of while I'm here. Yeah. I thought that would have gotten the laugh from Dana. I'm like got trying nothing. to calculate the hours in a day. And 24, <laughs> and Dana. How, no, and how he manages his like day to day with five hours of TV, sleep, earlier coaching, people, earlier, running. earlier. Like something has to overlap here. Earlier, Ian claimed he watches like five hours of TV a day. And Dana and I are kind of trying to figure this out. Yeah. So. Well, let's put it this way. If I have about nine hours of sleep. <clears throat> and then I have five of TV, just little bits here and there between doing calls and while I'm writing plans and emailing and stuff. I'm just sat near the TV. So I usually have it on the background. But oh, does that wow. count as TV watching? If it's, 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 just, it's just like white noise, background noise. Kind of watching some shows though, not just like having the news on. <laughs> he's like, no, so no, you're no, like, yeah. you're like watching. Just the story. Yeah, you're, <laughs> he's like in it. Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> I, I've seen almost every show available today because I've watched so much. Although now you'll name one, I won't have seen it. Have you watched Ted Lasso? No, I don't have <gasps> Apple TV. You get Apple TV. But you Everyone knew that it was awesome. on Apple TV. Yeah, because I've heard a lot of people recommend it. So I would watch it if I had that. Do you have Netflix? I have all the other ones pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Um, this will be a twist. You should try Friday Night Lights. A show people of, have told me, but I don't like American football. Well, that's where I was getting at. Yeah. I wanted to see if the if the half, the British guy now half British guy could come to accept American I, football. I just don't get it. I I don't get why it's so popular. I mean, yeah, it's actually fair fair point. I love football. Me too, so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, so much. Yeah. It's a, so much. I'm it's not going to offend people, but yeah, I I just don't have any interest in watching it. I'll watch like the Super Bowl for the last few minutes when something might happen because it's such a big cultural thing. 
But other than that, I don't really find the sport interesting. Oh, but do you watch the Puppy Bowl? The what bowl? The Puppy Bowl. What's that? Oh, man. Yeah. He's lost. Ian does have have two dogs. Yeah. And they're chihuahuas. They are. (laughs) Yeah. My wife's choice. Yeah. Okay. But Bare- barely dogs. Since, um, she's not lis- since Amy's not listening to this, they are also dogs, dogs, and they hate everyone in the world apart from us. <laughs> like if Dana visited, she couldn't really come in the house <clears throat> because they would just bark. Which he told me years ago, which is why I haven't visited. Gotcha. I would just like to protect myself. Well done. Yeah. That, be, was, that was. I think it'd be funny though. Just leave them in her room at night or something. <laughs> see if she can sleep. <laughs> Again, going back to the fact that Ian likes people to suffer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, yes. It's sleep deprivation training. Yeah. <laughs> um, quick last comment about Friday Night Lights and then we'll get back to mm-hmm. the question I asked like seven minutes ago now <laughs> um, it is a show where you don't have to be into American football and given that you apparently watch more television than literally anyone I know than most people yeah. give it like three episodes if you would do me this favor I, I will give it a go just I have had a lot of people recommend it okay you watch three, and if you watch three and then you're out, just let me know. Okay. And be like, not for me. And I'll be like, okay, but thank you for your effort. I will I will try. Okay. Um, here's where I was going with this, about hiking up Mount CB, but then running down. You've mentioned a couple of times now, you know, you'll, you'll run down stuff. Maybe sometimes not as quickly as you might run down stuff. Sometimes you get slowed down by, by things. By company. Yeah. yeah. Things. Yeah, things. Um, could be anything. Could <laughs> could be, but it's often not. It's not anything. It's something very specific yeah. named Dana Ray. <laughs> For the like two runs a year that I do with her. Right. Yeah. Um, are you like a strict heart rate monitor guy? If no, no. not at all. No, you I, look. You looked very dismissive I, of this. I, I've used it in the past just to try and learn a bit, but. As a coach, I don't see any benefit to it. most of the monitors. I, I've definitely got GPS, and I've used like heart rate to look at the data after doing a marathon or even a hundred miler. But it's just not very useful for making decisions in the moment because you need to be able to judge things based on effort. So heart rate, if you're going downhill, is lower than when you're going uphill. But you've got to judge: Am I trashing my legs on the downhill? Am I getting yeah. hot? Um, do I need to take on some food for an hour from now? And those things you can't get from heart rate. So. Right. It's much better to focus on how you feel and learn to use that better. So I don't think it's very helpful because you can't use it to micromanage. You could use it like in a bigger sense, like um, in a hundred mile, maybe you should, shouldn't go higher than 140 beats per minute, whatever the number you've seen in the past is for you. And if you see it at 160, it's like, whoa, slow down. But not if it's 142. Yeah. It's not, you can't micromanage. Yeah. The reason I ask is about a year ago, Cody Townsend was out here, who is primarily a big mountain skier, but has been doing more running and, and training for running, given this big backcountry ski project he's doing. And so he was here, and we recorded an off-the-couch conversation, but it was it was actually literally the easiest run I've ever been on with him, because he was like, I'm on a program right now, I am not allowed to get my heart rate above 135. That's pretty difficult if you're going uphill in Crested Butte. Right. And so what we would do is just start walking. The, and he was like, the, you know, he had it on his watch. Like it would start beeping if his heart rate went above 135. And I was like, 
if this is what being a runner is, I'm an <laughs> amazing runner all of a sudden. I felt really good about myself. Since Cody left town, every time I go running, it's really hard for me to, to like try to replicate that. Like I'm something instinctive. Like I just want to like run faster or harder than that. And then I'm immediately like out of breath and suffering. So I guess I was just curious, like when you were talking about walking the uphills, if you had some strict number like I mean, that. What he's doing there is effectively what I'm trying to do, but without a watch to yeah. tell me. Which just is going off you, feel. If you're doing like a hundred mile, you've got to keep that effort level low. Yeah. So you want to help stop it spiking and it's most likely to do that if you're going uphill or if the guy next to you speeds up. And so you want to be able to make those decisions yourself rather than having to worry about uh, some technology telling you something or anything like that. What's your take on this, Dana? I don't know this where you are on the like heart rate monitoring. Um, I'm actually similar to Ian. I use a lot of like talk test at the beginning of a race. If I'm, tr if I'm going for like a hundred mile, I like to talk to the people I'm around and that she just naturally, <laughs> it totally does. I love to chat. It just naturally helps me make sure that I'm not going out too fast, yeah. right? Like being able to talk and, um, whole conversations. I'm not breathing too fast. Use that. But a lot to what Ian said, like um, heat and altitude and hills, I think play such a, a different impact than like the actual heart rate number. So like what you want to do and how you want to manage your race. And then like hand in hand with that, when I'm pacing Ian, I kind of can tell by our conversation and his breathing, like, should I keep talking to him and distracting him? Or should I kind of like let him work through these moments? Um, just kind of depending on, on where we are too. So you kind of like use the, the she, void and the talk test. Yeah. Dan is really good. Definitely. at <clears throat> getting a sense of, hmm. do you want the person to shut up or not? Yeah. yeah. Because being quiet is also an important thing. Mm -hmm. If someone just incessantly chant, uh, chats at you, that's, that's not necessarily what you want. Sometimes you're just suffering. It's like, will you shut up? Yeah. You know, but she's, she huh. definitely can sense that. So we're saying an element of a good pacer is they have that, they're able to intuit right now, should I shut up? Should I not? Should I maybe get kind of mean with the person? Or, or just maybe distract or amuse or encourage or yeah. just to know what to do at the right time, which means it, it, it's much easier if it's someone you know. Yeah. If it's a stranger because you go to a race far from home and local helps out and you didn't have anyone else who could come they might not get that right because they don't know you. Yeah. How often, how many races have you done where you're like at some leg of the race being paced by someone you literally don't know? It's happened a few times. I did during the Grand Slam because there were several places that not near where I lived and where I didn't know anyone locally. So um, I did have a couple of times where I kind of looked at the race website to find someone. And yeah, it's kind of 50-50 of whether that works out. I, I don't need a pace. It's not like they're going to make me go quicker or encourage me. I'm doing that myself. It's the main reason I have someone pace is someone who is going to be crewing because that is really useful, definitely. Yeah. And then they want to get some exercise during the day and they want to get a feel for the race. You know, if you're at a Leadville or a Western States 100, then these are big epic things. And it's much more fun if I have a runner who's crewing for me, if they can get to run some of it. So it's just as much for, for them, hopefully, to have some fun. Um, I hope that's kind of fun for Dana in general, especially if we <laughs> come into the finish line. But that facial expression says, no, this is just work for me. <laughs> floor is yours dana um it is definitely fun it's always fun crewing and pacing ian i think each year has been like a flare of different a flare? am i a difficult person to 
Oh, great Thanks. question. I, great I was question. gonna. I, we were, I thought I didn't know we were time for questions, but okay, yeah. <laughs> um, since you asked, no, I think I can read kind of what's going on. I will say that I would be interested to see how fun Leadville was if you didn't have a pacer there. Well, this time will be a bit different because it always used to be you could pace from halfway. This time, then there's a big climb right after halfway going over Hope Pass. It's <clears> like the biggest, toughest part of the race. Now you can't pick up a pace till mile 62. So I don't think that makes a massive difference because you're not feeling as bad at that point. But also <clears throat> that's when you get the congestion because it's out and back. So you get all the people coming towards you when you're going back. Um, so that'll be a little bit different because then I have to say things myself. It's helpful to have a pacer who can just kind of shout and say, hey, runner coming through. And I can just concentrate on running mm -hmm. rather than having to dodge people or a yeah. hundred times in a row say, please, can you move? Or hey, uh, good luck or look up a second so I don't run into you, that kind of thing. So wait, why did Leadville make this rule change? I think it's just getting too busy because Winfield is the halfway bit and that yeah. area just gets really overly crowded and cars can't get in and loads of problems there. It's okay. a long like dirt road and so it just gets super backed up. So we think it's a reasonable I think so, yeah. change. Yeah. Yeah, but it'll, it kind of sucks for a lot of people who may be a bit further back and that additional help seeing their crew after going hope pa over Hope Pass once and then having a pacer the second time, that's pretty encouraging, I think, and so most people would really benefit. I don't mind as much, but it does mean that my crew will have five hours or so before I get back to them again, having done Hope Pass twice. So it's a bit boring for them. We're going to get drunk. Before you start pacing. Yeah. Wait, what? Who's we? I don't even know the guy. But in <laughs> it's, previous it's years, <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of fun. <laughs> But so yeah, I have a, one other pacer. So his name's Pat Reagan, super fast runner. I just paced him at Western States for 40 miles. So he's he's actually done um, Trans Rockies. So that goes over a lot of the Leadville course. So he's been here before. But um, he's going to be pacing probably about 25 miles, I think. Uh, and they'll get on really well. Your plan is to both be drunk while you're... I don't know if he knows that plan yet. Oh. Yeah. Well, maybe, hopefully he's listening. Maybe it's just me. Yeah, hopefully hopefully he's, listening. he's listening and Amy is not. <laughs> It would be amusing, but then if, if if your pacer falls over, you always feel like, oh shit, do I have to stop for them? Because, you know, ah, are they like injured, injured? And right. now I have to help them. I'm saying no, Ian. Yeah. You keep running. So if she's not like gonna got stop. bones sticking out. I already know. Like, I don't even think of it. I was like, stroke. He'd yeah. be like, yes, yeah. Bear, bear attack. <laughs> you is this because running. I left you one time yeah. when I dropped you? There was one time. It was actually probably like, the height of my fitness, too, <laughs> I would like to say. It was probably the most fit I'd ever been. I was very tired. Ian pushed me to all my limits. Do you remember? I just we ran. Had to run hard. You I ran like, well, I ran Telluride Mountain Run, mm -hmm. Four Pass. I was training for UTMB. And uh, it was you and H. Yeah. Going my, back. Mike H. So, a New Zealand Olympian. And he was just kind of nailing a lot of it and going really fast. Really? So we, we were next to each other, just pushing each other. So, um, yeah, I had to kind of try and chase him. And Dane, we were only a couple of miles from the aid station. We were like but, two. Yeah. It was like yeah. right on the Colorado Trail. And I dropped his water bottle. I don't remember that. Yeah. And I was like, shit, he's going to kill me. <laughs> and I picked it up and he was God. I mean, God. I was like, I'm just going to jog this. He's time. like, man, this person can't even hold the water bottle yeah. uh, never mind dead weight alcohol evolved as well <laughs> that was the year then? that i won the beer mile <laughs> what <laughs> yeah that's a pre-race beer mile yeah <laughs> like the day before 
that's a little so, <laughs> at ten thousand feet on the dirt road that's a little bit of a hill. So it's a pretty hard beer mile. It's yeah, it's a difficult beer mile. And Ian's whole crew and basers ran the beer mile that year. Yep. Two puked. You were one of them? Nope. Wait, I won you the said women's. two puked and then pointed to And us. I won. Oh, two yeah, puked. The women. Yeah. There was a, definitely a guy in front of me. Um, yeah. Anyway, Ian this, was really proud of his crew. I was I'm kind of proud, yeah. yeah. But they all did it. Yeah. This was one of the questions I was going to ask if, well, I don't know if you just gave the answer here, but I was going to ask you, Ian, what running accomplishment do you think Dana is the most proud of? Except I think we may have just heard the answer. I love how you asked that after the beer. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know what would be most impressive to her. I I would say the um, UTMB 15th place. Because that's just the most competitive race. Right. That's what I think it is. But for her, it might be one day when she's able to run up a local mountain that she can't normally run up. I don't know. I think it's the beer mile. I mean, just given everything I know about I think about it might you. be pacing when drunk. That might be <laughs> more yeah. impressive for okay. her. Yeah. Sound like a real lush here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad about this part of the conversation. So there's, because like, there's like the, if there was, you know, the Wikipedia page like sort of the objective I, I, and, and props to you, Dana, for the UTMB finish. That's so what would be on her Wikipedia page? Is that what you're asking? Yeah. Like, well, no, no, that would be, that's, that's a big deal. That's a huge, I think you say a load of stuff about it. Mainly. Yeah. Her work, work. <clears throat> her, her athletic achievements. I'm not sure they'd make, it, make the cut. Oh no. <laughs> I think the beer mile. So this is, there's kind of the like objective answer to the question. Uh-huh. That's what I mean by like the Wikipedia page. Yeah. And then the like, but, but the subjective and I'm like, I don't know that beer mile. That's the beer mile. That might be up there. Have you won other beer miles? Good question. Uh, Hard Rock one, I think I did the female too. Wait, do you enter every single beer mile? It's just if like a lot of hundreds have a beer mile before with like all the crew and pacers. Which you have to kind of keep secret otherwise people don't like it. Same question. So there's like the objective. So answer the like objective question for Ian, but then what do you think maybe might actually be kind of his personal proudest I'm sorry, did we settle on Beer Mile for mine? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, beer I didn't did realize. I'm like, I've run a <laughs> lot of races choice. and I just got the Beer Mile. <laughs> wait, wait. My best one is a one mile race. My best mile was one that I competed against a bunch of drunks with. Okay. <laughs> what would you okay, well, A bunch of, of drunk paces, mainly, though. Let's back up. What, what's your personal that we might not, we might not assume is kind of your proudest or favorite running accomplishment? I don't know. I don't actually tie um, a lot of like identity or, or pride maybe to running and races. I would say more to like mountain endeavors. Um, so different link ups. I actually believe you. Yeah. yeah. I don't that, think this is false modesty. I don't yeah. think races are as important. Today. And there, you know yeah. why yeah. I think this? Because I never know when Dana is in town or not in town. And like this literally last weekend, it was, it was like, hey, Sydney, let's get together. Like, let's get the friends together. And she's like, well, I don't think Dana's here. And I'm like, where's Dana? And she's like, running a 100K somewhere. And you didn't believe that because I had just run a 60K. Right. <laughs> yeah. You thought I was lying. Yeah. And you snuck off, like, and you sneak off to do these things. 
Yeah, they're just races. I mean, they're just things that people can show up to and pay money to do. And um, I, I think I like just more unique mountain experiences. I, I'm super impressed by the crazy stuff she does, like going out into the backcountry, knowing her avalanche stuff, coming down. Like when we were on the ridge on uh, Monday, she's going, yeah, I've skied down there. And it's like, how mm. the hell do you get there in when it's snowing? Mm. Like just even I get the, the physical need of skinning up and stuff, but just the technical knowledge and all that kind of thing that, uh, yeah, I have no idea about that. I can, I can go up stuff in summer. Mm-hmm. As long as I don't have to like use ropes and be really technical, but Dana does all of that stuff, and that, that's what impresses me the most because mm-hmm. she's more like a mountain person than just a mountain racer. Yeah, oh, great. Hmm. Rare <laughs> moment, having a moment. That was nice. <laughs> yeah, that was really nice. Just no insult in there. Not even no. no I didn't know a little. <laughs> I was here for that. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, okay, we should do some mountain hikes together. Okay, I'm. I am. I am. I don't know if I want to put this on the podcast, but because other people are going to go for it, then I'm trying to be the first female to do the Elks Traverse. So we can do that together. I'm not female, though. I don't know you if you know this about it. me. Oh, I well, didn't then know. you wouldn't ruin it because you wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> um, I wouldn't have to murder you before we finish. <laughs> you know, murdering. I need to stop using that word. We, this is, there's a lot of murder talk lot, between us. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I won't go into some. You could isolated yeah, backcountry. You could just not do things with people rather than doing it with them and killing them. <laughs> and then them. killing them at the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, if I mysteriously go missing, we have we have it on tape. Who who maybe the cops should uh, talk to first? Yeah. Okay. And because she doesn't have Strava, no yeah. one can prove anything. That's true. Because they mm-hmm. won't know that she's there with you. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the Strava. The FKTs. The Strava. That's like old people saying the internet or yeah, something. The Strava. <laughs> the Strava. I don't do it. Me neither. We share that in common. But I do like to look at people's FKTs and go take them in my mind. Oh. You might want to get Strava Wait. then if you do something with her just so there's evidence of where you were. In case. <laughs> yeah. When? Take, take we need photos. like a little take, not in case, photos but when? include her. Yeah. So tracking device. It, yeah. Like when the, the hunting knife comes out. <laughs> You and mean I'm in like, case I murder? Yeah. You, you finish yeah. one step ahead of her and that's, oh, that's a death thing you have gotcha. to do. Okay. So wait, you want me to try to help you set an FKT on the Elks Traverse? <laughs> I don't know if those were the words I would use with help, but... Yeah, you want me to pull, drag you across? <laughs> Are I'm you implying sure. you'd be willing to go with him and drag him along? Is that he what you're saying? Could well, you could definitely can. come crew me and join me for a peek. Okay. Oh, just like a section. Yeah. All right. That seems and, about And be right. the official photographer. It's about like... So she can then not post those photos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's about like 65 miles. Okay. How Ooh. big of a section do you need me on? So the Elks Traverse like does two miles, all three of the 14ers in, in the Elks. Okay. And you link them all together. So you do... Um, Capital, Snowmass, to the Bells, to Pyramid, to Castle, and then to Conundrum. All right. We'll, we'll work the details out later. That sounds awesome, but also very hard. Hmm. Is it technical stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, that that um, piece that I sent you that we were thinking about doing on Monday, Pyramid, that's like part of it. Okay. It was like class four, class five. So, I mean, she, she'll throw that in even when tired. On her own, no yeah. race environment around yeah. it with medics and stuff. Yeah. That that's what makes it more impressive. Because I do a lot of my running solo, so I don't really want to go in the most extreme place because then if something happens, I'm really screwed. Yeah. 
it helps to have someone to go with if you do the slightly harder stuff. But uh, I think Dane is, well, she's not being dumb about it. You know, she knows what, what the risk levels are, including when you go skiing and stuff. Yep. But uh, you, you definitely have a, a higher skill level for that kind of stuff. There's a lot of places I could go, and I'm really tempted to say something about you and your snowmobile and a, your Toyota 4Runner, but I'm going to leave that out for now. She told me that she flipped and it rolled down a hill or something on, <laughs> well, on the snowmobile. Nope, that's not the that's story not I was thinking of. I also drove my snowmobile into my car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that is not a topic for off the couch, so we will, we will skip that for now, Thanks, but Jonathan. we talk about it a lot. Um, <laughs> nope, that stays in. I, I like that Dana's learned this. If you snap your fingers, then then you can cut out there. So I wish I could apply this to like to life. Take bits out. Yeah. Whenever. No. <laughs> I'm gonna start doing this and like talking to Brian and be like, <laughs> "No, J Bob, that stays in." Just for the record, um, we haven't yet gotten to the. You know, Ian has answered the question for Dana. Dana, we still need you to answer the question for Ian. Mm. So. What's kind of the objective Wikipedia answer? And then what do you think might be the like personal answer to our question that I, I asked it like an hour ago now? Yeah, I think the Wikipedia answer is probably the marathons and costumes. So that's the I, best thing I've ever done. No, that's the Wikipedia. <laughs> He's so bummed that, right now. He's, that is your, if you look you up on it Wikipedia, on I yeah, think I that's think, on yeah. there. I would say probably like on a personal or what Ian would like to tell would be more winning the Grand Slam. I'd say the Grand Slam is the hardest thing I've done. Yeah. Nailed it. Well, okay. Hardest thing you've done, but like most meaningful. Because most meaningful. Yeah. Nailed because it. It was, it was like an entire summer of effort and mm -hmm. mentally, everything about it was just harder. I mean, doing 100 miles is hard. But when you do four and you have to give maximum effort for all of them, that's really exhausting more mentally than physically mm -hmm. so that's why i haven't done it again hmm. and you also got to like come out to leadville and like start to see different places well, and, yeah, like, exactly cool it introduced me to loads yeah. of stuff like, like a, a i drove here uh, from bend uh went via park city and i didn't realize that the last of those four races wasatch front exactly where that goes i knew it was near salt lake city but i just like driven to a start line ran in some mountains driven back from a finish line i didn't really know the area and then I'm in Park City. It's like, oh, all the place around here, those names, that's the aid stations. So I was right next to where I'd run, but I just had no idea that I'd actually been near Park City before. Because in, in the race itself, you don't always find out, which is why it's great coming out to Colorado for a couple of weeks, because then I can actually do stuff in the mountains and get a bit more of an idea of, oh, Crested Butte is here and Aspen's mm. there and Leadville's there, rather than just mm. run and follow some markers and get back to Leadville and have no idea even which direction I went. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you live here? I mean, we don't I, have I really super. Like Oregon. We don't have super burrito, but other than that, <laughs> I I don't like bad winters, like really snowy <gasps> winters. They're good winters. <laughs> I know, but we get enough of that in Bend anyway. Oh, you. Uh, we get like months of snow in town usually, and it's no, too much you for me. don't. It does do? not snow in downtown yeah. Bend. It gets like we had a couple of months every year for like an full, inch. No, really deep snow. The our snow line is I, about I only six go to bend to in the spring lower than yours. Like yeah. our mountains are only ten thousand feet, yeah. but they have snow on them all year round. While <laughs> fourteen thousand feet here doesn't have snow now. Yeah. So it, the snow level's way lower in, in the Cascades than it is uh, here in, in the Rockies. Yeah. Glaciated. Yeah, this I mean it looks I like having mountains that have snow on them 
in the summer that I can use then when it's a super hot day and I'm hiking and I can use that to cool down and mm-hmm. to drink and stuff as well. Ian and I had a long talk about Giardia the other day. I've never had it. All I do, <laughs> you, you can just get a load of snow, you scrape off the stuff on the top that's a bit dirty. Yeah. You put it in your bottle and it's like the cleanest you can 100%. ever have. 100%. You, you disagree? I've never come close to it getting me I'm ill. With you. And I've done it for a decade plus. I don't disagree. I just think that like with so many people out on the trails these days and so many users, I would just be extra careful about not filtering my water. No. See, this is going to undermine. This is going to undermine. We started with at the top with Dana's PSA about please get vaxxed. But now people are just going to think she's a weirdo <laughs> who won't. One has mountain spring water. Yeah. Well, Ian used to tell me I was a mountain snob, like if we were back. You used that word. That that was no, your no, no. description. You told me that <laughs> in two thousand and something. I believe when I was, you actually. When Dana. I was single, he said he was gonna set up a dating profile for me because I didn't know how to use the internet. <laughs> and it was gonna be that I was a mountain snob. Huh. Yeah, but she thinks of that as a compliment, yeah, not I an think insult. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this got strange. Um, I mean, so, yeah, like, she, she doesn't like the mountains I have because they're only 10,000 feet and right. that's an unacceptably low level. Right. I think they're very beautiful despite my comments on Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> what, like, why don't I you mean, run I up? I actually do look at them and I'm like, oh, those are pretty, but damn, that sucks. <laughs> well, why don't you run up a real mountain? Yeah. That kind well, of thing? It's just things like, you know, I'll post the most beautiful photo you could have. Yeah. And she'll be like, eh. <laughs> yeah, it seems like, about right. two out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen better. Yeah. yeah, that's my favorite. I've seen better. Okay, um, you guys threw me off a little bit there. Did we finish the subjective answer to yeah, this? I nailed it. He, uh, Grand Slam. Okay, but that is, we did. <clears throat> that is on the Wikipedia page, I think, as well. Is it really? Well, I'm sorry. So. I don't There's actually like Google things. you, so. Yeah, I don't know who <laughs> made that page, but it's like two things, and it says that I live in somewhere I don't live. Did you make it? I totally made it myself. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to get out there and be like, his favorite TV show is Friday Night Lights. <laughs> He's the biggest fan of the NFL ever. Yeah. Please Only send him lots of memorabilia. Also eats burritos at home. <laughs> right. Right. This is good. We need, Do you know how to hack a Wikipedia page? I don't think you have to hack. You just have to like be a member it. or something. Yeah. I don't know. All right. I don't know how to do it, but it, it seems like a lot of people... Can't maybe, believe I haven't done that yet. Maybe this weekend, yeah. Dana will get... <clears throat> I, I, I'm going to be interested to see, after this goes out, yeah. what my Wikipedia page is. <laughs> so <to>. many people Because <laughs> some people listening are bound to know how to do this. Yeah, that's probably true. Because <clears throat> um, it says almost nothing at the moment, so you could add anything. Oh, okay. yeah. great. Perfect. Great yep. Yeah. All right. Well, we know what we're doing this weekend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. You could put a photo that's not me, that kind of thing. We should talk about deer costumes. We should. Ian. I have not worn one. I've worn many costumes. You've worn like every other costume. I, more famous than your standard deer, I would say. Yeah. But uh, but one year, I'm just running through Leadville and Dana's crewing, and she's dressed in a deer costume. <laughs> like, okay. Are you going to... Because she was about to pace me a couple of miles later. She was like, are you going to pace me like that as well? Which I wouldn't have minded, but I think she changed. <laughs> he was not impressed. Actually, he was impressed. Also, Brendan Trimboli was dressed up as a lion, and somebody else was Wonder Woman. Yes, there's Wonder Woman as well. I don't remember the lion, but I remember. What? Yeah. Why? I think I the lion born. one was a, a smaller effort. It wasn't just like Yeah, the head. I think he just had like the, uh, 
but you went for it. Well, you know, it's just, I have like four costume bags at my house (laughs) and we were bored waiting for Ian. He's so (gasps) slow. It does take a while. Yeah. It's a hundred miles. No, that was a fun year. Um, We were so, we were trying to bring the energy. That was a year that it was like back and forth with Aish and just a big, a full on race for yeah, what, we, like we passed miles? each other six times or something. Yeah, and that, that never happens. That you, you know, you yeah. pass one person maybe once, maybe they pass you, yeah. but you never get back and forth, especially like competing against the person. Mm-hmm. It's usually like one move or two moves, and then that person's ahead. And they yeah. race like probably up until the last two miles, one mile, it's about three miles from the three end. Yeah, the last in, time yeah. he caught me just before that, like there's four miles of gentle uphill into Leadville, and he caught me just before that. And we were going so fast. And then I think he did like a sub eight minute mile, including the uphill to pass me. Um, and th- there's a steep bit for the first part of that. But just doing an eight minute mile uphill at 10,000 feet at mile 97, it was insane. I, I, I just couldn't stay with him. It's like, okay, this guy's actually fast, like Olympic fast. Mm. But he's probably going to slow down again because he's done that six times already. So <laughs> I was just like, I can't keep up with him, but I'm hoping in a mile I just run past him anyway. Uh-huh. Do you like that kind of back and forth? I would punch somebody for sure. <laughs> no, but it, it's what brings out the most in you. Like that forced me to really give everything. Like before he was there yeah. and I just knew he was somewhere behind, I thought I was trying as hard as I could. Uh-huh. And when I saw him, I sped up loads, like two minutes a mile quicker. And it's like, oh, now I'm going as hard as I can. But the, yeah, that's, that's really cool. In the moment, it's pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. But afterwards, that's probably the thing, like the that moment, the last time that we were battling it out near the end, that was probably my biggest memory from from five Leadvilles mm. and, and the deer costume, obviously. And I lost my voice screaming for him. Yeah. That was a fun, that was probably my favorite huh. pacing experience I would, at Leadville. I would go Tanya Harding. I would just whip <laughs> I out the I did do Tanya cr- Harding and Nancy Kerrigan for the AJ. What? Do you mean costume or you, or you, you destroyed some ruined someone's oh, career and life? Okay, back up. I just up as Wow. As I was, <laughs> what we've learned about Dana, a high Don't probability of murdering yes. you um, or Tanya Harding you. No, won the costume, AJ, for Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. In fairness, that, you were it, that is my secret to no, Leadville. She just what? takes out my opposition. Yeah, that's yeah. actually she, why he keeps And sometimes she, all she has to do is threaten to murder them. She doesn't even have to do anything. Right. Yeah. yeah. After listening to this podcast, yeah. yeah. It, it's what? So mm-hmm. all of Ian's competition, beware. Yeah. <laughs> Probably <laughs> going to get him. You will pay. Yeah. I will murder. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Best pacer ever. That's commitment. That's, that is <laughs> commitment. <laughs> yeah. Wait. You were Tanya Harding and? No, I was Nancy Kerrigan. My blonde friend was Tanya. Okay. So did you just wear like the, right. the We actually had like our ski the... poles were crutches. Oh, I had like yeah. a banded knee. She had like a bat as her ski huh. pole. And then we had on figure skating costumes. And at the finish of the AJ, she whacked my knee like fake. But she actually ended up whacking <laughs> my knee because she was so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And we like have brawled it out. Yeah, can it was I, great. Can I get another pacer, please? <laughs> you might want to reconsider this. Um, yeah, you might. This is insane. <laughs> um, wait, cut that. This is insane. Um, all right. I have a question for you. And strangely, given the last, you know, 55 minutes, I actually feel like saying this is the dumb question. Um, you know. 
Yeah, I know. I thought they were all very good questions. Oh, thank you, Ian. You're welcome back on Off the Couch anytime. Maybe next time, you know, just maybe just me and you next time. Or we could get another pacer. We could like sub someone in who won't be as rude. Right. I will murder them. (laughs) That's, we can't. For for their sake, we can't have anyone else on. It's too risky. I I may tell Pat just not to pace now. Like it could be too risky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Pat. Pat. Yeah. Run, Pat. Far away. Um, This is the question I want to ask. You are a coach. Last time, two years ago, nearly almost exactly two years. It was one week, two years ago. I don't know how to say that in English, but it was August 19th. I think we published our conversation, 2019. So we talked a bit about your coaching then. But, and again, I started this to remind everybody, this is going to be my dumb question. Unlike all the other questions I've asked so far. Um, We have seen recently some pretty high profile DNFs. And I have some thoughts about this, but it just got me thinking again about, man, these are some folks that are very, very experienced runners still DNFing. People at the top of their game, right? Without making this or turning this into like a leading question thoughts on this um i i would say it's partly just that 100 miling in particular and ultras in general are hard so if you don't occasionally dnf then you probably aren't pushing yourself to the limit um i've been i've dnf some hundreds i've never dnf leadville or western states and that's partly because they mean more to me and that's a big part of it but it's very easy just to, to take too much risk i think and I, I'd say that's the main reason. Particularly this year, there's been a bit of a gap for a lot of people from major races because of COVID. So maybe you can unlearn some of the mm-hmm. things you know, even if you're super experienced. But I think it's mainly just that everyone DNFs. Um, you can get ill. You can get food poisoning the day before. There's a million reasons that can happen. But you can mm-hmm. also just make some little mistakes because you're trying to push yourself really hard and a lot of things can go wrong in a 100 miler. Equally, you, you could say some of those people could have finished because they were very quick and they could have walked it in. Mm-hmm. But if your mentality is you're trying to like do a 15-hour 100-miler and you've got 30 hours to finish and you've got the prospect of 30 miles of slow limping, yeah, partly you want to save yourself for another race and partly you're saying, that's not really what I was here for. I'm not willing to be that slow. Maybe a little bit back, but it depends on what the person's willing to do. But when I did the Grand Slam, I told myself I'd be willing to finish right under the cutoff if I needed to because... I assumed having four races, at least one of them would kind of have some major issues. And the second one basically did. I, I had some, some big difficulties there. Was um, My stomach was off from like mile 30 and stuff. But because I told myself, it's okay if one of them isn't awesome. Just do the best you can and make sure you finish, even if it's slower. But if I were doing that one on its own, it'd be much harder to commit to that same idea because you go, well, I can just do a different one and try and nail that instead. Mm-hmm. Thoughts on this, Dana? Um, Have you ever DNF'd as well? I DNF'd one time hmm. in my all my races. I've been running for a while. I've been racing for like 10, 12 years. Okay, another, let me interrupt just real quick. Do you both actually know how many ultras you have started? Not exactly. No. Roughly. No, yeah. neither do. Okay. I know between marathons and ultras, I've done over 200 finishes and maybe... 10 DNFs, I'd say. 
How many were ultras? Less than half of that. Yeah. Huh. A bit, bit under half. So maybe it's like, and there's some trail marathons as well. So I don't know, maybe 60 would be my guess. Wait, ultras. Si- 60 ultras. You I, think I, you've I, done 60, 60-ish as ultras? A, as a guess. Yeah. I might be very similar. To Are you serious? Yeah. I need to start. Yeah. Being less mean to you? No, just, <laughs> that's not. I was joking. She's got, about a, she's being got less a lot mean. of experience. You know, done a lot of uh, hardcore races. This is the problem, though. She yeah. sneaks away like it, yeah. we don't know. Well, exactly. Last two weekends, she's done two ultras. Yeah, I haven't done Literally. two ultras in the yeah. last two weekends. <laughs> <laughs> not well, but I had heartburn. Uh, we can talk about that later. You, you got heartburn. Fifth, fifth lady in the last. Yeah, week? you can make fun of me later. Um, <laughs> that, I, that, I that's a compliment. That's a compliment. I think, yeah. Um, yeah. I think that there, it's. A, I I struggle with the DNF mentality. I think that I understand why elite athletes would DNF for the points that that Ian had. But then I, I look at the back of the pack and I think I admire them more mm-hmm. for sticking it out and not letting their ego get in the way if they're not in the front. Um, you can also see like races just kind of like turn around so much. And I think you see people DNF really early and that's just such a bummer that there's a, a switch maybe in ultra running over the last 10 years where I don't think it's been so trendy or popular or the thing to do. And I think now we're seeing more and more people get into it and more and more people with a a different mentality than I think when it first started out. Wait, just want to make sure I understand you. You think that we, it used to be like, if I'm getting on the start line, I will go hell or high water. Like I'm finishing this thing. And you think that's changing a bit. I think the ultra running community has grown. I think it's gotten more money, more sponsors, more attention than 15 years ago. And I do think that like as as any sport evolves, right, and changes, there's more athletes in it for sponsorships and for for a career and a different mentality than when they're coming to a race line is to think kind of maybe a larger mentality and common common ground years and years ago was kind of like I'm here to experience the mountains like I love running long mountains and now I'm running these ultras and I'm doing it mm-hmm. I think maybe we're seeing like an up upswing in, in DNFs for <clears throat> all the reasons that Ian listed but also I think there's just a slight change in the way there's definitely more people coming from a more road pe- background or yep. Like yep. really fast track really guys fast. that yeah. kind of thing and girls but I, I think there's also always been uh, you know ultrasignup.com where it has like all the results yeah. of ultra ultras I think there used to be, or there still is, people who maybe have like a really high score on there. And then if they can have a bad result, it's going to bring their percentage yeah. down. And so they're like, oh, I'll just go to DNF, then it doesn't have the same effect. Mm. I think that does literally play on people's minds. I 100% agree. I think they should definitely give DNFs a 0%. Mm. Interesting. I, they, I think they may have changed that to some degree. So. Do but, uh, Wait, what, what do you think? I think they list them now. Well, I thought like maybe a DNS doesn't, but a DNF does count as zero. I think. Maybe. I don't think so. I think they I'm just sure. list them. Like they. Oh, it does show it. They show, just show nothing. Yeah, yeah they yeah. show just like That's nothing. They don't weigh it into your score. But totally agree with you. I like have heard so many people talk about like their ultra sign up score. Huh. Yeah. And so if you win, you get a hundred percent. If you're like. Uh, 10% of the time further back from the runner who's what first you get 90% that kind of thing so yeah there's definitely people who they've got like 99.9% or something it's like well I don't want to hit 80 and finish slower so I'll just DNF mm-hmm. it's not good enough it's not yeah. worth the grinding it out for the yeah. other reasons that are the reasons you're kind of in the sport because of that one little thing that makes them feel worse because then it lowers their score on people you know everyone's trying to measure themselves in certain ways 
that I don't think is the healthiest way to do that. But whether it's doing the most hardcore line or whether yeah. it's doing the fastest finish time or never losing a race mm. or whatever. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think that part why I admitted up front that this is kind of a dumb question, even though I think your answers are were very illuminating on this. I think that it's like hundreds just seem so common now that I'm, it's like, which is insane, right? Like there's almost like, oh, wait, you can't just methodically, it's not shooting a free throw in basketball. Sorry, that's an American sport I'm reference. I'm aware Ian. of that one. You know yeah. what basketball is? Yeah. You've heard okay. of this sport yeah. called basketball. They yeah. throw balls. Yeah. It's we a shoot it. hit it with the bat. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> um, but I think it like has become sort of so quote unquote commonplace. And now it's 200s and 240s and like we just keep getting longer that um, I think that again, that naive response or initial response for me was a bit like, really? Huh? And it's like, right, this is still really hard. But you guys have also brought up some other things that might be motivating well, one other thing I'd add to that is that <clears throat> because there's so many races and a lot of people now will have seen um, videos, movies, YouTube things of, of someone doing something epic or they've read a book like Born to Run. And so they go very quickly from like a marathon to 100 miles. Mm -hmm. And then they maybe pick something they think is a easy 100 miler, yeah. like a flatter one. And then the, often the ones that are the quickest finishing times have really low finisher percentages because people are there to run a quick time. And so if things go wrong, they just scratch it and leave huh. so uh, like leadville i think has like a 50 percent finish rate huh. um because they let anyone in it's not like a lottery it's not a um qualification kind of scenario while western states or hard rock or bad water are really difficult to get into so when people are there they're gonna finish even if it's a crappier time than they wanted while something you can just get into easily uh, or it's your first time doing it and you're not quite ready that tends to mean fewer people have the ability to finish it because they're stepping up so much from what they've done before. Or maybe they, they're physically capable, but they don't realize they are because they don't have the experience yet. A lot of nodding from Dana. I was just thinking... Because she's not quite used to podcasts and how they work. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. I just want to keep snapping my fingers. <laughs> no, I, I actually am like, wow, it's weird. I agree with Ian on so many things. <laughs> um, I read a really good article recently. I think it was like Never DNF. And it's actually about all the mentality behind mm. DNFing and if you do start to DNF, like it does get easier and um, to DNF to DNF. Yeah, yeah. And I was actually, I wish I could quote who wrote this article and I feel bad that I can't right now, but it was really good. It was, I actually of, wrote that. It, it was cool. Jonathan Ellsworth. <laughs> right. And, but it actually just kind of talked about how your ego does get in, in the way. And as soon as you start getting past it, you start actually thinking like, Oh, maybe I should just drop hmm. not thinking like, Hey, my race can turn around or like, what's their race going to play out to do. And like, how do I kind of push past this mentality breaking point and taming kind of your inner critic voice um, before you resort to a DNF. So it was really good. It's me usually people can finish. It's just whether they want to know. Yep. And actually, I DNF my last race. And it was a super hardcore, relatively flat half marathon. Huh. Um, yeah, well, I had a stomach issue, so I got ill the day before. And then I started running. It's like, the this day is not before? You're not, not? That evening. Well, I thought I was okay. And then I start running. It's like, this is not how it's meant to feel. And it's part of the build-up towards other races. So yeah. even though it's a race right next to my house and one that I've done many times mm -hmm. and I love, I just thought, yeah, of course, I could l get through this and feel even crappier, but I'd rather stop, mm -hmm. feel better, train normally next week. So mm -hmm. you know, I could have finished, no doubt about that. That was a choice to drop out. 
because not because I was going slower than I wanted, but because I was ill and I just thought that was a stupid thing just to finish for the sake of it in half marathon. Like I, I know I can finish a half marathon. I don't know, Ian. Seems like maybe no, you should. No, actually, no. seems like you should. No, no. it's going to be easier to DNF at Leadville. Right. You see, I actually like. It would say like if it's like a B race to Ian's thing, where it's like these are all training races to your A race. Like if it's going to make you sick or if you are sick, like I don't think jeopardizing your health yeah. for like a yeah. B race. Yeah. You shouldn't just finish at all costs. Like yeah. if you, the, the example I was using when I'm talking to people <laughs> on coaching is, if you like fall over and you break your leg and the bone's sticking out, you're an idiot if you keep trying to go on. It's not a tough mental excellent thing to be doing that's just stupidity and yet some people would pretty much kind of want to keep going in that that scenario mm-hmm. um so i try and tell people the difference between stopping because you genuinely have to like there's a medical emergency you you know you're at altitude that can happen to leadville you can have some serious things go wrong and you should go to hospital not just finish it and then who knows what happens but it's really difficult to know like do, do you want it to right. be a medical thing because you're feeling crappy or are you genuinely needing to stop that yeah. I think is difficult for people because you can't you can't know unless you get checked out really for certain. It sounds like Ian, you might need to read this article I wrote recently that Sounded Dana good. just referenced called. I think I, I'm just don't ENF, no yeah. excuses. Yeah, I think Dana is going to now probably make fun of me for the fact that I DNF that half marathon. I'm still trying She's to gonna wrap my head up. around DNFing a half marathon. I'm a <laughs> little nervous about Leadville because he also said that was his last race that he's run. So I'm like trying exactly. To I haven't had a chance to, to rectify that. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure she will bring this up at some point. Yeah, probably like while yeah. I'm pacing. While, while pacing. Which sounds like it'd be demotivating, but it should be doing it just because it'll be funny. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's talk a bit about coaching. And then I actually should let you go. Plus, it's like almost Dana's bedtime. True. Tell me you don't go to bed. I rarely go to bed before midnight. I'm an evening person. You are, I like to say. I also rarely get up before 9 a.m. So Leadville starts at 4, which is. That's rough. It's easier for me to almost stay up and go to bed for that. Yeah. I learned recently how just how early Dana goes to bed and still sort of offended by it. Is, is it like nine? Oh, yeah, totally. I love nine, nine thirty. I mean, ten, ten thirty, fine. Like this weekend, but you're not drinking. So I'm like, oh, maybe like. How, how do Ian, you drink I, if you only stay out till like eight thirty and then go home? <laughs> you go really hard. <laughs> <laughs> really hard, really fast. Ian, I was like, let's record this conversation and then we'll go to dinner. And literally, the response was, no way. I have to be in bed by 9.30. <laughs> so, I apologize. You guys could go to dinner. Yeah, we could. Yeah. It seems like most stuff is closed. It's steep. Uh, in this part of, of Crested Butte. Cauliflower wings. Cauliflower wings. Yeah. Wait, um, are we going, doing coaching or do I get to ask Ian questions oh, now? We sh- you're right. Forgive me. Let's hear your questions, Dana. My questions are kind of like rapper questions, though. Rapper questions? Like wrapping like it up. End. Yeah. Oh, I thought you meant like MC questions. <laughs> <laughs> As just, she, she's gonna, she's basically just going to do hip hop style yeah, for the rest of this. That's now. actually what I'm going to do while I'm pacing. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you're wrapping up, no, you'll, we'll give you the final questions. Okay. Um, so, all right. So, to the coaching, how are you better as a coach? now than say you were, I'm tempted to say, two years ago when we last talked or two or three years ago? I'd say it's like any job. You get more experience. So every additional person that I coach, I learn something from them. And it's a different scenario that I'm having to to kind of optimize for them. And so much of coaching is, is almost like therapy as well. You've got to be able to connect with the person, understand 
what their motivations are, how you adjust things. It's not just like, this is the optimum thing to do this race. So you give the same thing to everyone. You got to allow not just for the fitness side of it, but also the emotional side or, you know, they're moving or they have loads of travel with their job or whatever it may be and fit things around that. So I, I feel like the more experience you get, the better you can be, you know, the whole 10,000 hours thing. Yeah. Uh, I think that definitely happens. And also my own races, the more of them I do, the more I learn from them as well. So I, every single race, I learn something. Uh, sometimes it's relearning things or reminding me of how important something is that I had demote, uh, demoted in my mind. But yeah, I think it's just you know, the more time you do it. If you're doing it day in, day out as a full-time job, you get better at everything as long as you're committed to it. So let's just say hypothetically, you were going to coach Dana at this year's Leadville. So she, as if she were running it this year. Leadville? Can we do hard rock or something that I would do? You've done Leadville twice. You know, but I hate it. Why? She lived in Leadville for a while. Right. And she's done the race twice, but she hates it. Mm -hmm. And she's going to go there for me yet again. Why do you hate it? Okay, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I don't actually hate Leadville. I think it's a, I love Leadville. I love the town and it's a great race. It is a lot of running. It's not in my. You like it's, technical I ups. really like steep up. That's like really where I excel. Got so it. it's it's not, I don't hate it. I love it. I just, <laughs> I don't excel at, at Okay, that well then this is a perfect example. So mm -hmm. you're going to line up. Let's assume you haven't just run like six ultras in the last week. So you're coming in, you've, you know, you've actually like, you're feeling fresh and ready for a Leadville race. You don't like this course. Don't think it particularly suits you, Ian. Well, the starting point would usually be what, what are you motivated to do? Like should, so to not pick Leadville in that scenario for her and to try and pick a hard rock type course or a, you was, would tell her don't not, run it. Not, not like two weeks out if I started coaching. Her. <laughs> <laughs> but also I'd be saying there's not a whole lot I can help you with in terms of the physical training. I can help you with the mental side right. and what this to deal with. This is what I want out of you, familiarity. So just the, the things, you know, avoiding easy mistakes um, that, that a lot of people do, like zooming off at the beginning because it's a nice, easy downhill. Mm -hmm. There's all these little things that are very easy to help with on the tactical and the mental side that could still help. But the number one thing is if we had, say, six months to build up to it and she is saying things like, yeah, not really that excited about it, I would say, no, find something you are excited about. Because if it's going to be over 10 hours long, so 100K, 100 miler, do something you really care about. Because otherwise you get to mile 80 and you're thinking, why am I here? This is horrible. And if you don't have really good answers, that's when you DNF or that's when you just death march it in. So in Dana's case, if I'd started coaching her months ago, we'd have not picked Leadville as the race. This I don't like this answer. But we would what? have picked I'm Tough. Yes, because that is a hard rocky style race. Beautiful okay, mountains. Wait a second. Which yeah. is what I'm doing in September. Yeah. In Idaho. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I we talked about me maybe coming out to that one. Yeah. I said but I there might be conflicts on the schedule. But As always. See, I don't have any good friends. <laughs> At my hundred K this weekend, I check into the aid stations and I like, do you picking up a pacer? I was like, I ain't got no friends. You didn't she, tell any of she us. She didn't ask me to pace her. Either. She doesn't tell any of us. <laughs> and they said, they're like, yeah, no, you actually don't have anybody. <laughs> wow. This just turned into like a sad blues song. Um, but wait a sec. What if, or does this never happen that your clients would say, I want to, uh, I kind of have a, 
you know, bucket list of these, say, 10 to 20 races. So there's no way all of these races are, you know, tailored to their particular wheelhouse. My wheelhouse, for the record, walking and then downhill. I'm good with gravity in all sports. And when we you have to go consider up, putting like roller skates on because that'll be even easier. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Am I allowed to do that? As long, in the a, dark? If it's a roller skating race. Oh, yeah. like you, a different sport. You might get in trouble if, if you it's can a race. You can pace me on roller yeah. skates. <laughs> All mountain roller skates. <laughs> Actually, that would be a good challenge. Please, Dana, please wear uh, roller I skates wear the whole way. I will start skating around at the aid stations. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, who's this wook? <laughs> so I no, like skis in the summer. I guess this is what I'm still pushing you on for some reason. <laughs> But because you've said like, well, we try to put people into sort of races where they will, that will play to their strengths. It's not so much about the strength. It's more something they care about. So I get a lot of people who will train for a UTMB or a mountain race who live in a dead flat place. It's like, okay, well, you've got to really want it there because the training's harder. If you train for a mountain race and you live in Crested Butte, you can go out your door a million directions and it's convenient and fun and beautiful to, to get the right kind of training. If you live somewhere where you're going to have to use the treadmill more, where you're going to have to um, do a little bit more strength work in a gym, all these different things that are not necessarily as fun as just playing in the mountains, then I make sure that they're going to be even more committed basically to the race because otherwise they're not going to get enough training in. And then they're going to go to the race not prepared and that adds to the negativity and the difficulty completing it. So it's definitely not that you have to have the right skills in the first place, but you've got to have the right desire to do the race so you're going to be willing to put in the work that that race requires and if it's really awkward for you to do that locally then we, we'd we work out how we can get around that you know can someone who's living in london dead flat could you go to the alps and train on the utmb course a month out you know have a weekend or, or a few days to do that so you, you work out ways around that rather than saying well you need to be a mountain runner already so in london i'm not even going to help you mm-hmm. that that would be you know, counterproductive because loads of people do it from places that are not the most suitable Dana, the floor is yours. Question time? Yeah. Cool. Okay. So Nick Clark, Clarky, has been talking some, some mad shit coming into the level 100. Um, so I'm curious, as we go into Leadville strategy, what we're thinking for competition and any goals or things that I should be aware of. Um, please don't kill Nick Clark. <laughs> Oh, well, That's that is wow. like our own personal issues. <laughs> Needed to be I said. Actually I actually not... like we have to start. Wait, yeah. Hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on. I would like, I hope he listens because he wanted to be on the podcast too. Um, I, I don't know if Nick Clark might want to try to kill you. So Ooh. We... <laughs> we're friends. He's, he's just, he's a very gruff person. That's a good word. Like it, this is, this is the best way to sum up Nick. Many, I've raced him many times. Um, and he beat me it took me like five times to beat him in a race but we're very equally matched typically and um they'd always say at aid stations like at western states they say um oh nick's only five minutes ahead and he looks rough he looks he's he's gonna fade and then the next aid station is like he's he's 10 minutes ahead but but the last people said he, he looked like he was slowing down and after a couple of years i realized he always looks like death when he's running Mm. but that doesn't mean he feels like death he just has 
you know, he's he's not going to smile as much when he's running. I hope he is listening to this. He's going to be like shaking he's his head and going, "What a dick!" Kill you. Yeah. <laughs> There's going to be so many I murders at Leadville this year. <laughs> not everyone goes straight to the murder. <laughs> okay, he's going to torture you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, what was the question about Nick again? What what, what what's the tactic? So he's yeah. facing, oh, he's facing competition. Yeah. So I'll see him out there, and I'll be fun. Yeah. Last time I raced him at Leadville. Um, I think it's the only time I raced him at Leadville, um, about 10 miles in. It's in the dark, going around uh, the lake and pretty easy single track. And I passed him. And we, we give each other shit in the race. Yeah. M- many times we've done this. And I said, I'll, I'll buy a beer for you at the finish line. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> at mile 10. Obviously, I hadn't broken away from him, but it's just a bit of banter. But less about Nick, more about... Um... Strategy, competition, what we're going to do out there. Why would I tell everyone that before the race? Great great rebuttal. That's fine. So you're, I mean, you're, you like to keep it a little. Yeah. No, I have a very obvious tactic, which is I just try and run the second half really well. That's that's every time. It's everyone knows that it's, it's not a secret. So I'm not going to zoom off at the beginning. I'm going to try and run a well-paced hundred miler and have a lot left, not a lot left, but enough left to push against people near the end if I need to. But I don't mind if people know that because it's very difficult to do. So mm-hmm. it's not like they can know that and suddenly have worked out my secret and undo it. Hmm. I don't know. You've never raced me. True. Fortunately for you. On his rollerblades. Yeah, my all mountain ro- <laughs> all mountain wheel skates. Are- well, what, what, I know you're not allowed to pace on Hope Pass, but you could just be a random person out there on rollerblades. Rollerblading down it. <laughs> I'll be the. There's no rule that says you can. You will clear out land, everybody. Yeah. Did I just say wheel skates, by the way? <laughs> I think they're called roller skates. By the way, I've, I've made a decision a while back. This is going to be the first podcast we've ever published where I'm just telling our audio engineer, zero edits. We are, <laughs> I, we're I, just, I think that's good. But yeah. when did it start recording? Well, oh yeah. <laughs> Five minutes before he said it did. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll leave, so. out, we'll leave out the... We'll leave out the first two minutes for all of our sakes. So the the religion element of it is right. not going to be okay. That's good. Yeah, That'll great, good. perfect. Yeah. That that part will not yeah. be present. Um, yeah, I just said wheel skates, um, roller skates is what I and, and I want you to wear old school ones, not blades, like the two of the front, two of the back. Right, that's what I had in mind because that that's definitely well, it's equally as hard. It just looks sillier. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to be that guy in the roller skates with a crowbar. Mostly, is this a Nancy Kerrigan thing now? Mostly to fend off Dana, just in case. If she <laughs> I love out of the- how this like, turned into me being some sort of serial, serial killer. killer. We, we weren't the ones suggesting anything. It was I think no, I, that's right. Okay. You. We were just listening. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I feel like this could be like a, a lifetime series, like mini series, a show you might watch as yeah. you watch five. Yeah. Like the like a kind of serial killer, but who only kills at ultra marathons. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that, that, uh, that only takes... 20 years later, they work out the pattern that the murders right. happened at races around the world. Yeah. yeah. That Ian was racing in and I was pacing for. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, but, that but I my... spent 20 years in jail because they think it's me. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That's, that sounds great. <laughs> oh, that's right. uh, that leads me to my next question is, come, what, are we trying to hit 10, 10 Leadvilles? Yes. So this will be? Six. 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 So um, I'd like 10 because you, that's something nice, but I'd like to do, so I've done 10 Western States. Yeah. I'll do hopefully some more. Um, I've done seven Boston, seven Comrades, five Leadville. I'd like to do 10 of all of those. 10 of all. Yeah. They're kind of my favorite races. 
those races you just named are yep. your favorites. Yeah. There's just something cool about doing them, and, and particularly because you get a different buckle. You do get something that signifies 10. So it is like a thing rather than just random, a random number. Not, not at um, Boston. 10 Bostons isn't anything. But even <sighs> Comrade. No, no, as in it's not like you get some special Millions of people just got... Did everyone hear that? <laughs> yeah. It's not an official thing is what I mean. While Comrades, you get uh, your, the race number you get every year, you, you keep the same number. And then once you've done 10, it's called a green number and it changes color for the next year and people know then you've done 10 <clears> and you that number is yours for life. So it, it's kind of just cool little things like that that then you go back to the race and you've got even more connection to it. So it sounds like I have four more years after this of murdering. <laughs> yeah, you better get your murder murder game on. Please, please pace me at Boston. Oh, yeah, right. And, and and see if you can get away with murders with that many people. <laughs> yeah, <around>. right. <laughs> That's like Boston's like my name. I used to always like run a marathon to like keep my Boston like qualifier. Did you ever do Boston? No, but I would just <laughs> keep wanting to make sure I could say that I qualified. For people who are like, hey, I'm Boston. I was like, yeah, I qualified. <laughs> wow. You, so you, you just wanted to be able to like... <laughs> crap all over there <laughs> I like, i've tried to get wow. in for years like i can get in anytime i want but i choose not to <laughs> exactly no i just kind of it's like one of those things again like going back just like i kind of want to see if i can do it but i don't actually have any desire to run the race i just want to know if i could run the race you, you could that's it. this is <laughs> like taking trolling we talked about her trolling on social media what? No. this just took it up to a no, new level you have to well, you have to run it in a certain amount of time. So I was just wanting to make sure that I could get the qualifier. So that you could tell people who no, I was proud. Uh, okay, Jonathan, I was actually joking about that. No, I don't, I don't uh, believe you. Yeah, yeah no, neither of us believe you. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that you've never actually entered it suggests you're not joking about it. I just have never, I don't have much of a desire to travel that far to run on a road. See, mountain snob. Yeah. Heartbreak Hill is not a big enough mountain pair. That's mm. not a, it's a hill. I just don't. Okay. The thing I can't figure out is I don't want to, if I'm running, I don't want to have a billion people Thank around. Thank you. Me. Exactly. So going back. I like both. Yeah, he does. You like both. Yeah, I like uh, a road marathon that has 50,000 people and a road marathon that has 100. And a mountain race that's big and a mountain race that's small. They're all good. I don't like people. I know this about you. <laughs> In fairness, though, I wouldn't want to. We've do it. learned this like about Ian's you. Like Ian's dogs. Uh, yeah, they don't like any people. <laughs> um, I I wouldn't want to do a really big marathon though if I couldn't start at the front because that is a different experience. Right, definitely. Let's talk about snobs. That is very snobby. Yeah, yeah still, it's like super. Yeah. And everyone hear that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm not not an elite marathoner, but I get to start like in the first pen behind that, so that's useful. Any more questions? Go. Do you think you'll ever do a 200 or a 240? Oh, good question. Yes. <clears throat> I don't what? Know when. I was not expecting yeah. that. <laughs> and you're pacing me half of it. <laughs> yes. Um, no, I, yeah, I definitely want to. Really? They look pretty cool. And also, I, I, want, I like doing some of the same things to get better at them. But I've done so many different types of race all over the world and lots of different road marathons as well, even though they're much more similar, obviously. But yeah, 200s I've not done yet. So at some point. But mm -hmm. I'd like to do. Um, the 10 levels first, okay. probably. Huh. Why? Do you think Just because I'd like to be competitive at them. <laughs> Wait, did you hear that? What did you say? Are we going to like enter the master's category? Oh my I'm goodness. I'm already in the master's category. 
Yeah, <laughs> goodness, she's but the, so the two mean. quickest people ever were also in the Masters. Okay, so what what two hundred do we think we're gonna do? I don't know. I like all, all the ones that Candice. Um, okay, they all look good. That yes. that Bigfoot one looks amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. and also they're relatively easy for me to get to. Tahoe or yeah. Washington State are both yeah. easy drives. Why? Why is it important to you to run the Leadvilles before move into? Because I want to be. I'd like to try and win every time. I don't want to just like do ten in total over 30 years and the last ones it's more just about finishing it or getting like the 60 plus age group <clears throat> i'd like to you know i've got a few more years i can compete so i'd like to use them mm-hmm. at things like level 200 will make you very tired yeah and also i like the grand slam i mean i hope nick clark is listening to this. i think that broke him oh, God, so, <laughs> so i think a 200 mile can, can have that potential I'm, I'm kidding nick but i think that the really <laughs> hard stuff or the really big again and again and again things or lasting multiple days, I think it can just leave people so drained that they're never quite the same they don't afterwards. Quite bounce back. So also I think there's more risk if I do a two hundred, maybe the following year I'm not the same huh. runner. So I, I want to postpone that a little bit. <clears throat> I don't think it it wouldn't make me like unable to run, but it might take away, you know, that five or ten percent that makes it possible to compete. Mm-hmm. I realize I nod my head a lot because I do that during Zoom meetings. Everyone thinks I'm paying attention as I'm sending you snarky texts. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then like, this keep is nodding. me on the Zoom and this yeah. is me sending you. Yeah, like- <laughs> got it. Keep keep nodding. Yeah. Then. Don't want to don't want to ruin no. your snarky text game. So you can do a 200 miler. Uh, no, I don't see. I think actually for that same reason is I just think I and I don't know, but I just feel like. The vo- like the setback of of what that would do to your body, like and how like long it could take, yeah, to how long it would take yeah. to recover, and but that's I, similar to my thinking. It's just yeah. like it it might it might break something that yeah. can't be unbroken, exactly. And so I like the idea of doing it, but I'd like to get some other things done first, just in case. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I'll pace for a hundred miles. Would you want to do one on your rollerblades? On my yeah wheel rollerblades, skates, my wheel skates probably. Do it around a track. Yes. 200, 200 there are actually blade on the track. There are two hundreds like I around mean, the track, aren't there? Well, there's like six day ones. Yeah. yeah. They do well, the, our great friend Sanjay Raval with the thirty one hundred, mm-hmm. right in New York. What, what is it? One mile block or something? That many times, basically. Yeah, I forget the exact distance of one it's, block, it's but around about that. Yeah, three thousand one hundred miles. Forget your two hundred. Let's go it. do to 3,100. That is some Dana. mental toughness I do not have. Yeah. See, also, it's a lot of time off work. That, that, <clears throat> I, I can get how even a 200 miler, you, you know, you'd have the week off work or whatever. People can do that. But if you need a month or two months off work, even a professional runner, that, that's a lot to do. Because mm. you've got to have some form of work for that. You know, it, There's only so much social media they could get out of that. It's like, Oh, they're running around the block. It's the same photo we've done 3,000 times. <laughs> Maybe you just need to run faster, Ian. That was my attempt at Dana's yeah, snarky that, humor. That so I don't know how that played. Yeah, but like that a was C, fine. C minus. Yeah. 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 So Wasn't you mean like you, you blur because you're going so quick in the 3,100 mile race. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just like a three-day weekend, long weekend. It's a very long weekend, yeah. yeah. Ugh, sounds horrible. In a car, 3,000 miles in the I know, three but- days. See, that's the, the 100 miles. Oh, that, I don't like to drive that far. Oh, 3,100. I don't like to drive that far. I was just going to say, are you allowed to say that knowing how many people say, I don't even yeah. like to drive 100 miles? Do you go to the toilet? Yeah. Do you eat stuff? Do you sleep? sleep? Yeah. The three questions. 
Mm. We didn't ask any of those. No. We're pretty good know. at we're pretty good at this. No, I can't sleep if you're not trying to DNF and that's not happening out there next Saturday. It's no time to sleep. No time to sleep. Although she might have a little doze after a beer or two, I guess. Because <laughs> it's now like that big gap in Twin Lakes. That is. I will sleep in my car doing that. Yeah. Any other questions, Dana? No, that was it. That was, oh, oh, oh. Who's one your, more. Who's your favorite pacer? Hmm. Got to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen Pat pace me yet, so it would be unfair oh. to say he Probably him. Not. I paced him. Yeah. And I'm his favorite pace, obviously. And he probably but is a lot less around. murderous. So probably he, Pat. He doesn't tend to say that ever somehow. Yeah. That, that's, those are the real serial killers. <laughs> they don't usually out themselves on a podcast. This is going to be her defense. It's like, it can't have been me. Right. I said on a podcast I'd do it. I'm not Excuse an idiot. Me. It's obviously the super and nice, quieter person totally. who doesn't threaten murder constantly. And none of us talk about people behind their backs, Nick Clark, because we said it on a podcast. <laughs> right. Right. I think Dane's the only person who's paced me more than twice. Huh. Wow. That's mainly because it is a that's crazy in, in position, but you know, you, especially if they don't live locally, yeah, and they're having to drive or fly or whatever. In well, Ian, if you lived here, I'd pace you for like two miles of what? Of you know, whatever Grand Traverse. <laughs> yeah, honestly, recovery run. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'd go on hikes all the time, where we would hike and then run downhill. It's not like the pace on Monday was quick. We did fourteen miles in six hours. I think a lot of people can keep up with that. I'm a little offended. Hold on, actually. I'm a little offended. Hold on, Ian. Backpedal. We almost did six thousand feet of climbing. Yeah, of scrambling. Yeah, like I. It was a little. You're you're saying it was a bit more rigorous than. Yeah, it wasn't easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was hard. Well, I'm slightly offended. You didn't get the invite. I didn't get it. I definitely couldn't have gone this week. For, yeah, I'm. It's been a bad drowning in proposals week, which it's it's coming to an end, and I'll be so happy. But um, but yeah, like I saw it, and I was like, oh, they're on a hike. I can hike. That's what we did. Yeah. Now he feels left out. Yeah, a little bit. If you would just which put is the exactly word, what you're word, aiming for. Run. <laughs> you just put run. If you put run, he would feel fine. Like, I can on, on Strava. Do I called it a run. See okay. what. Your social media presence does to the mental health of Jonathan. Also. Yeah. Why don't you be a little more considerate with your social posts? Okay. I will call it uh, a sprint next time. So <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I'll be like, I'm out. Sprinted up the mountain. Yeah. We, we did do a couple of quick little photo shoots of like running uphill. Yeah, totally. Just so we could pretend like yeah. we actually did that. We should probably grab one of those photos to use to accompany this podcast conversation that sounds and good. then only the people that have hung in for an hour and 34 minutes <laughs> on this oh will know yeah, yeah. we've have. got to stop so, yeah, talking we'll take that photo and say that's what ian calls hiking, hiking. Yeah. <laughs> perfect um well this was super fun what what a success from an extremely subjective point of view of you know success i i i I am wondering like how many people like dropped out of this conversation and like when, if it was like well, three minutes the name in. And they didn't know who I was and then no. it was like, who cares? No, 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 no. That's not true. I think. They didn't uh, know who, who she is. They might. They do now because everybody, now. now every, every, yeah. every trail runner out there is like. Uh, everyone knows, the, everyone knows the, who Dana is. Dana's the new boogeyman. Yeah. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like if you're out there and it's kind of like dusk, like lights fading. I imagine like all the other crews at Leadville know her well because they'll have yeah. seen her many times. Like, oh, yeah, she, she, she does the crewing and wears the deer costume. And yeah, she's here every year. And I know like a lot me. of people running Leadville. Though, yeah. Too. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah. You live close to it and you used to live there. Yeah. You know, like, do you ever have like occasionally running at night? You're trying to like sneak a run in before, you know, it goes full darkness and you're like huh definitely if a bear like if i if i came across a bear like i wouldn't see it even see it till it was like five feet away i now think people instead of like thinking bear or mountain lion that could just jump out and attack like, me on the it's trail deer, it's like is an actual deer or is it, or is it a costume? am i about to get He's murdered by me. that one chick i heard on that podcast yeah yeah you yeah know i almost got attacked by a bear at my race on saturday like okay, let's let's <laughs> let's actually talk about this. What do you it's mean? She was dressed as a deer. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by almost? Well, so they went through an aid station, and it was a really loud aid station. And I'd met a gentleman, and I was chatting with him coming into the aid station, so he got my name, key information, and um, I left like the, dating. This yeah. they did a lot. Okay. I was thinking He's of like, like the joke older. to make this. Um, and so. Yeah, um, I left the aid station before him. He was taking a bit, but he was like cruising. Like he was actually catching me. So I figured he'd catch me anyway. And it's a, a 0.7 mile dirt road before you make a hard right onto a 3,000 foot climb to end the race. And you can see the aid station, you can see the road, and you can kind of see your trail going up. And I'm on the tr- steep trail going up and I hear like screaming. And I'm like, okay, it's still the aid station, like cheering for everybody. In fairness, though, she hears screaming a lot. When there <laughs> yeah. is no screaming. When people, when I kill people, they scream. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that's fine. I'm used to it. Um, anyway, he's, so then he screams my name. And I'm like, I'm on the right trail. Like, why are you yelling at me? Like, you know, it's flagged. And he's like, Dana, no. And I'm like, mm, I'm on the right trail. They're like, turn around and look at him. And he's waving and he's like, bear, don't move. And I'm like, is he serious? Like what? And I turn back up and I look up the trail and the bear is just like right breezing right in front of me. And um, he said, as he was running down the road, he was like looking to see where the turnoff was and the climb. And he sees a bear just kind of like blazing through the willows. He's like, and I'm watching the bear just kind of like, Traverse is like, then I'm watching you just like climb. He's like, and I'm watching you two just like slowly <laughs> come together. <laughs> yeah, so that was my bear story. It's a good bear story. It's kind of long, but it's good. It's kind of long. Yeah. yeah. Did you, how did you want me to turn that down? <laughs> yeah, that'll be our only edit. <laughs> yeah, please don't put my bear story actually in this podcast. Yeah, yeah I think it's any edit. But it, is, it was crazy, John. It was like right there. Hmm. What if I actually T-bone the bear? Like not. It would have been like you trying to park your sled into my car. Yeah, it literally into. I'd be more like if the car crashed into the sled. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I've been charged by a bear. I have photo evidence of it, but that's for a story for another day. It was probably a better story than yours, and it was much shorter. That's your story, though, because like I'm not engaged. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Um, Fair point. Fair point. Um. (laughs) <laughs> all right well leadville august 21st mm-hmm. 
Are you here for when? When do you head? No, down? I'm going to have a week in Leadville before. So one week in Crested Butte, one week in Leadville, uh, and a few days in Park City before that, just to to be higher up. Because Ben's only three thousand six hundred feet, wait, so wait, I wait. have no altitude there. Okay, you so just already drive, were in over. Park City. Yeah, that's you're, not, you're not I'm leaving heading, CB. Yeah, it's like Ian. Yeah, that's yeah. not. That's no. the wrong way. No, well, that's what my GPS told me. I have to go to Park City <laughs> then Leadville. Okay. Um. Okay. So wait. You so you're leaving in like three or four days? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, just to, I, I'll turn up in Leadville after the bike race because the bike race is the Saturday before, yeah. so it's more expensive and there's a million people in town. It's <clears> good to go right after that. Yep. Wow. Um, which had I don't know if that's AC or heat, but something just turned on in here. It's like someone turning on not the lights at the end of the bar. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like get out. You guys might want to leave before the lights go. Yeah. <laughs> red rum, red rum. <laughs> so and she uh, does watch some TV and movies. What right. is that from? Oh my Maybe God. Come doesn't. on. Wait, Maybe the doll. Wait. Come on. It's from like the doll who writes on the mirror. Nope. No. You weirdo. Yeah. Come on. Think. They think. write red rum on the Jack mirror. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Oh, this is, this is the okay. most depressing part of this conversation. It's The Shining. You can't have like quotes from movies and yeah. then not know what it's from. But don't they exactly. write it on the mirror? Yeah. But not a doll. I think it was it's like a like rag Chucky. doll. Yeah, Chucky. It's that's what I was thinking. Oh my God. She just confused <laughs> Chucky with The Shining. <laughs> uh, I'm really this is glad. the bonus footage at the end, this, this yeah. great stuff. Like if you can Chucky. stay in this long in the podcast. You get Chucky. You get all of this amazing right. banter. Right. So basically Dana... Just confused, arguably, arguably the greatest like horror movie of all time with Chucky. She has no taste, ladies and gentlemen, but she is our friend when she's not trying to murder us. Dana Ray. At least she hasn't seen lots of movies to get ideas about how to do that. True. I don't have a good. Right. Repertoire. Yeah. It's just a crowbar. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Ian. Thank you. This has been fun to sit down with you in person. Uh, Thank you for doing so with your, I I mean, I don't know if we've established if she's your favorite pacer of all time, but she's your, I was like, you better answer that before, (laughs) before (laughs) on the record as well. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. With your, your favorite (laughs) pacer of all time. I might have four years of no pacer. Yeah. Right. Right. It's going to be a long four years without him because I'm the reason that he does so well. Oh, wow! It's yeah, it's it's basically all down to it's, Dana. Yeah, I, it's like she's driving me. I yeah. I just don't do anything. Yeah. Whatever, I'm really good at. He throws things at me out there, and I throw things back. And mm-hmm. what do you mean? What are you throwing? And, oh, at each other. I get trash. He, I oh give yeah, him new throw, ones, you throw you know? trash. And that's not just in the race, obviously. Yeah, yeah. it's actually life. He threw trash out of that hike. Trash. <laughs> We might need to actually bring in a therapist now. <laughs> talk about so Dana, we've learned you what's this thing about you liking trash thrown at you? Is they like that? Okay. Uh on that note, I mean among any other note we could have ended on, I guess we'll end on that one. Um thank you to the <clears throat> damn it. I guess I said no edits, so I guess that stays in. You are uh, why not? <clears throat> thank you to you both. Um I think you definitely should move here. So I we do like it. We have some work to do. Yeah, I I don't see that happening because uh, my wife's uh, entire family lives in Bend now. Ah, 
So that's never going to happen. Right. And well, it's super I know, expensive is Crested Butte. That's why you're not doing the marriage thing, Jonathan. Oh, right. <laughs> is, is that why? <laughs> <laughs> and signing off. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, to those of you who made it this far, I don't know what to say about you. Um, you are either the, you are the fun ones, or you are the ones who have nothing going on. I don't know which it is, but you're probably the fun ones. And so we appreciate you, and uh, Ian appreciate you, Dana. I'm scared of you, but I do appreciate you. And uh, it's just because she's getting sleepy because it's nine thirty. Yeah, it's my witching hour. That's why. Oh, we. Yeah. She literally needs to be in bed in five yeah. minutes. She was <laughs> very clear about she that. She gets grouchy. This, like, that's why I have to finish the race by this yeah, time. Exactly. Right. Can't make. It. I can I mean, I can always make it to the bar, but. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we're gonna sign off for now. Uh, thank you to YouTube. Thanks to everybody still listening. It's probably only my mom at this point, but you know, thanks, mom. Hi, mom. And. Uh, We'll talk to y'all real soon. Bye. 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 Well, that's it for this edition of Off the Couch. I want to say thanks to Ian and Dana for the conversation. Thanks to the strikingly handsome Justin Bob for producing this episode, though not editing this episode. And from all of us here in Gunnison and Crested Butte, Colorado, please take good care of yourself and everybody else. Please keep moving forward, and we will talk to you again over on our Gear 30 podcast tomorrow, where we are going to be doing a 90-minute deep dive on coffee. This is a good one, and I promise that you will learn something about my favorite beverage in the world, so you can again check that out over on our Gear 30 podcast. Okay, bye everybody. Talk to you soon.